It's Thursday, September 27th, 2018, and you're listening to Last Time on Video Games, the show about retro video games and sometimes some other stuff. You're listening to episode 237. In this corner, I don't know, a big D? Runtime for this episode is 49 minutes. and welcome to Last Time on Video Games, the podcast that's returning Xander Cage to his Tokyo Drift. My name is Jeremy. I'm the proud owner of four different animal-themed robot mecha. I'm Tyler. You have four different ones? Well, he's got Giant Penguin, obviously. Yeah, yeah, clearly. Catbot 5000. Yeah, cat. I also have Snow Owl. It's like basically just a little puffy round owl. It's actually not very distinguishable from the penguin. Um, it's just palette swap. And also, I've got a Shetland Pony-themed mech. Um, oh, really? Yeah. This is, that's the best part about uh, recording at your place, is I get to mess with the penguin. <laughs> mess with the penguin. And who is your name? <laughs> Damn, I thought you would miss that. My name is Zach. It's been a long time since you tried to pull that. <laughs> I know. That's I'm what I was thinking. vigilant. I read too many Batman comics not to be. That's why I was thinking I might be able to get away with it. It's been a while since I tried to. I can't even, like, I can't even remember like, a couple of episodes that I actually got away with that. Where Jeremy just didn't notice I didn't introduce myself. I think it's happened maybe twice. I remember one time that I edited in another introduction on a different yep. episode. I remember you telling me about that, actually. So even when I get away with it, I can't get away with it. Yeah, that's true. We have too many sound clips of you. That's why I sh- saved that generic one where you just said, I agree. <laughs> you don't know when I'm going to pull that out, but one of these days <laughs> I'm just going to pull that out. Probably going to be something incredibly stupid. So it's probably going to be your idea. Uh-huh. We played Mega Man X3 today. It has no subtitle because Capcom doesn't like naming their Mega Man. So I guess because they would run out real quick. That's, yeah, probably true. Nonsense. Um, Just do what Sega did with Sonic. Use your word of the day calendar. The first three Sonics don't have names, though. I know. What ones are you thinking of specifically? Sonic Adventure, Sonic Spinball. I feel like Spinball is not a word of the day. Spinball is also a pinball variant. They had a very strange word of the day calendar. Okay. (laughs) It was Sonic theme. 2006. Yeah. Silver? No, that's uh, just a character. Nope, that's a character um, in Sonic 2006. To be fair, it's not called Sonic 2006. That's what we have to call it because they were mean to us. Because video game and movies are just like, ah, oh, we can just give this the same name as another game. I don't understand this trend, especially when they're not at all really the original game. The weirdest one is probably Prey. What? Because that's not even that old. There was a game called Prey in like 2008 or something like that, very shortly after the 360 launched. And now in this past year, they've released another game called Prey with no relation. Okay, no relation at all? The same studio made it, though. What? What? This is baffling. I was going to say, speaking of subtitles, you remember Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm Attack of the Subtitles? I found out today that the same company who developed that game is making a My Hero Academia yes, game. Yes, they um, are. Yeah, one of my coworkers showed me the trailer for it, and I'm like, I 100% guarantee this is the same company. Also, this looks rad as heck. I want a United States of Smash something. Yep, All Might's a playable character. Also, he has a Todoroki transformation mechanic. <laughs> I will probably play it with you guys at some point, but... Based on my current uh, status with regards to My Hero Academia, I'll probably shrug. Do the exact same thing I did with Naruto. I'll play this guy because he looks interesting. I have no idea who this guy is. Yes. I want three supers that break my arm. What about your leg? Although I just got to the episode where he developed boots for <laughs> himself. <laughs> I do love that just because Mai gets to come back. He's like, 
Ah, if your legs ever heat, run with your arms. And he's like, that's a great idea. Can you make me some steel-toed boots? I love how he's like, I never thought to use my feet in combat before. I ju- uh, and, and Todoroki's like, yes, that was the secret. I wanted you to figure out on your own. I do love his teaching for dummies book that he's just carrying around in his back pocket to consult. It's very good. This is a great show, Zach. You have no I idea have what been, you're missing. I've been told numerous times. I mean, so I, it took, to be fair, nine individual recommendations before I decided to suck it up and start watching it. But it's very good. I think I'm at three. Um, but that's also because I don't know nine people. No, you don't know nine people. I feel like there are nine people on our podcast Discord. And not all the people you know are in that. To be fair, you don't know everyone in that. But I think there are ten, unless I missed my count. So what have you been playing, ten-friended man? <laughs> So uh, I've still been playing a lot of MechWarrior Online. I'm really looking forward to uh, next Tuesday from when we're recording this podcast because then the Vixen comes out, and that's probably my favorite clan mech. Really looking forward to that. Still playing a bunch of that, just having some fun in some base matches. There was a there was a big event recently that I managed to get through. Got a free mech, so you know, kind of whatever. Is it a cool mech? It's an Is Orion. It it's an Orion. Don't, who cares? Disenchant. The catapult that was available is not one that I'm ever going to be caught dead using because it doesn't have any energy weapons. It's got no plan B. I don't use anything that doesn't have energy weapons because if you run out of ammo, then you're hosed. The other one that I've been playing a lot of is Monster Hunter World. Me and Kevin worked together in order to take down a Nier Gigante, a Devil Joe, and we tried to beat a Kirin and failed miserably. Wait, just for my own edification, is a Kirin a lightning horse? It's a lightning sort? unicorn. It is just Ixion from Final Fantasy X. Yeah, okay. So like the it Japanese is el- is god Kirin. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't perfect. look quite like that. It looks a lot more horse-like than I imagine a Kirin looking like, but yes, definitely. That's where that is. It is an elder dragon. Oh, Excellent. Um, so I, I ended up getting carded three times on that particular fight. <laughs> I love how you call it carded. I mean, that's exactly what happens. But but uh, it was partly because I didn't have the right armor. I wasn't running something that actually had lightning resistance. And for those guys, it's mainly a matter of learning their patterns and whatnot. So, I mean, when we were playing, you heard me and Kevin, you know, kind of sparring with each other over who got carded most. Because then against the Devil Joe, he got carded three times in one of the fights. So it all evens out. So he wants referred to the Devil Joe as the Coca-Cola monster. Do we know why? I don't, I didn't get that. I'm not it, It's a crap guide to Monster Hunter joke. Okay, gotcha. Have you seen that? No, I You would not. appreciate it. You did show him the Charge Blade That's true, one. I did. Show yes, you, you did show me the Charge Blade one where he like talks simultaneously in eight different channels at once. That one's tough, but it's mostly just like fighting an Anjanath, which is like, okay, yeah. Just bigger, beefier. It's not really bigger and beefier. It just it doesn't breathe fire. It breathes seal, which is kind of obnoxious. I really wanted to be breathing just like blobs of seals. Not quite, but like it was just really annoying to fight. It wasn't. It was still kind of fun, but not the same way that fighting Nergigante was fun, which was actually a challenge. It was just like this guy's just kind of tough. Really, that's fun. I'm prepped to hopefully go after the Kieran again at some point. But haven't done that just yet because, like, when we were playing yesterday, Jeremy was online, so we were trying to play a little bit with him. But didn't get fully onto that because me and Kevin ended up trying to do something that was too high a rank for Jeremy. So it would have been way out of your league. I mean, I just stand in the background and, like, I take a bow and just take pot shots and otherwise just run around. You wouldn't have been able to play it. Well, you, you know. can't join quests that you're too low a rank for. 
That's not the point. So that's still a really fun game. I would recommend it to anybody who's looking to pick it up. I mean, if you can, especially if you can get it for what I got it for, definitely well worth that price. I don't know. I'm kind of excited because I feel like this is easily the most accessible entry in the Monster Hunter series, and it's also the most widely published. So I'm I'm hoping this is going to hail a resurgence of Monster Hunter in America. Maybe. I mean, it it is definitely an accessible game, in my opinion, especially following on the heels of stuff like Dark Souls, because they do feel like Dark Souls bosses that are a lot less punishing. Although there are certain aspects, like a lot of them have one attack, which can one hit you if you aren't careful. Because, like, that happened at one point in one of the games we were doing with Jeremy is we were trying to hunt down a high-ranked Kadachi, and uh, it one-shot Jeremy twice. Oof. Then which... I had to just run away and shoot Slinger Thorns at it. Exactly. That's my plan if I ever join a hunt. I'd be like, yeah, I did four damage, guys. Yeah, I did four damage, guys. I say one of the awards I give at the end is yeah. most Slinger shots thrown, though. And so. somehow I usually end up with that, despite being in the fray. Not that time, though. I had 46. That one's, like I said, still a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to play with friends, too. I'm getting better about using some of the wedge beetles, but at one, at one point I was playing with Kevin, and the dude just shot right up to the top of something, and I'm sitting there on the bottom going, how the hell did you do that? Because like, there's a chain of wedge beetles on the Coral Highlands where if you chain them right, you can actually go straight up to the top of this cliff. Yeah, those are like the grappling point beetles. Right? Yeah, they're a little tricky. You need to kind of know they're there in order to really make use of them. So it's a little tricky, but it's still a lot of fun. It's all learning. Like, learning the patterns of the monsters, learning where they go, learning the different points where you can get resources, all that kind of fun stuff. Like I said, it's always felt very MMO to me. I've just never had people to play it with, and I've never really been into MMOs, but at least this one allows me to swing giant-ass, ridiculous clockwork swords at monsters. I got an opportunity to use the charge blade in one of the game, one of the levels that we did. How do you feel about it? I really like the charge blade, but... One of the reasons why is because it's got the shield, and it lets me move more than uh, the lance like does. any of the other shield weapons? Yeah. I feel more mobile, so using that made it feel like I was fighting with... I was using the Dark Souls style, which is just sit there with the shield up and blocking everything, but at the same time, I really like being able to move a lot more. That's why I went to the daggers and the glaive so much, is because they let they're me... They're highly mobile. Yeah, they're probably the most mobile weapons in the game. At least in my experience. But, like, I know Kevin really likes the Charge Blade. Jeremy doesn't so much. You kind of do. Yeah, Charge Blade is one of my favorites. I'm also a big fan of the Gun Lance, although that's mostly for tanking purposes. I really want to like the Charge Blade. It's just my sword goes nowhere, and it takes, like, a half second to charge up the Charge Swing. And then I don't get to hit with it. Well, that's why you just mash the B button and do the circle around thing. Like that, you're playing I do Soul like that. Caliber or I do like that. It's a lot of fun. The event levels are pretty interesting. There's one that's currently going on is you have to hunt three uh, Zitsiyakus or Flash Raptors in a confined space. Flash <gasps> Raptors? They have a stun. They they have evolved fins that are flashbangs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your best chance when doing that is to uh, fight them one at a time. Because then you don't have to worry about getting caught in a crossfire from all their stuns, which basically means don't have a troll on your team who will tell you to do something that will aggro all three of them. So don't play with Ed. Or Zach. Yeah, me and Kevin discovered that if you use the wing drake on that particular level, it takes you into the middle of it, which basically aggros all of them at the same time. As opposed to luring them out one by one. I told Jeremy about the wing drake, and he assumed, because I kind of had implied it, that I was telling him to use the wing drake instead. Implied, you said, hey, use the wing drake. I said, hey, why aren't you using the win wing drake? Which you thought meant you should use the wing drake. I mean, to be fair, you have only yourself to blame for that. <laughs> you know what he's about. 
yes, I'm not his enti- own self gain at all times. I am not entirely about my own self gain all at all times. Nor am I 100 a troll. I'm usually on the board with working as a team. I'm actually usually more working as a team than I am trolling my teammates or you guys for that matter. I mean, I don't remember the last time I actually trolled anybody with <laughs> except for the situation we are literally I discussing right now. Night. Anything else, Zach? Not that I can think of off the top of my head. There's some things that I've debated picking up and trying to get into like uh I still want to get into Steinsgate, but I also kind of want to wait until I can really sit down and just go through at least one playthrough of that whole cloth as opposed to waiting around, which kind of means I need to more or less wait for my time off around Christmas time to really get into that. So at the same time, I'll probably end up doing other things that entire time frame because that's what I did the last time I had time off. So, but since you haven't been playing any kind of like Steins Gate or anything like that, Tyler, what have you been doing? Oh, I mean, you assume I've not been playing any Steins Gate. <sighs> I've played Steins Gate IRL. I am, in fact, a crazy inventor who accidentally made a time machine, I guess. What have I been playing? Obviously, Enter the Gungeon. This is going to be one of those periods where we look back in the podcast and say, hey, remember that time where Tyler was playing Enter the Gungeon for like three months solid? Well, I mean, I guess it's not any worse than the Payday segment. Yeah, exactly. Except we're not all playing Payday together. Or the League of Legends segment for like three years. But I have nothing interesting to say about Enter the Gungeon other than it's a good game. If you like roguelikes and bullet hells, you should go play it. Unfortunately, that doesn't actually leave me with a whole lot that I've been playing. Um, I've been playing Smash again. I feel like this happens like once every four episodes. I'm like, I've been playing Smash this last week and then I stopped playing it again. Pretty close. Yeah, exactly. You did get online and play some Monster Hunter with us. Did I? Yes. Did I? Yes. Okay, I believe that. I think it was on Sunday. Oh, yeah. No, I actually had free time on Sunday. I spent part of that day editing podcasts, and another part of that day not. When you got online, I specifically went and told Kevin that you'd gotten on. Did you guys even, like, join me in a mission? Oh, yeah, that's right. You basically just killed that monster for me, so. Yeah, we joined a couple of missions, and both of the missions that we joined to help, or at least that I joined to help you out with, as soon as I joined, you immediately died. Yep. (laughs) Immediately carted right after that. I remember that. One of them was giant catfish. Yeah, it was, that was the Giratudos, which is one of the most boring monsters, which is really annoying that it's one of the monsters that they just reskinned. There's another one later on in the game that's basically the same thing. It's just lava-based. Ew. It's really Ew. annoying. No one likes lava-based enemies. I'm trying to think of what... I feel like I picked up something really weird recently, and I can't even remember what it was. In vaguely related news, my wife has mandated that we get uh, Let's Go Eevee. So, that happened. Okay, I will go Pikachu, so... I mean, you were, you were kind of leaning that way anyway, right? So, yeah, that's soon as in November, which yeah, is kind of soon. A month? A month and a half. I'm launching a new podcast in October, so it feels like it's October already with all the stuff I still have to do for that. Fair enough. I thought you said you're watching a new podcast. I'm trying to think of any other games I played. I forgot the other thing I've been playing, and I'm not sure how the hell I forgot this. I've been playing a fair amount of Fighters. Oh, um, really? Yeah, I've been playing online matches recently. Who are you playing? These days, Cell, because obviously Cell. <laughs> of course. Uh, so you read a guide and it was just said Cell in block letters? Yeah. <laughs> are you Sonic Fox? If no, play Cell. <laughs> uh, Super Saiyan Vegeta, because obviously. Yes, and awesome. Vegito, because he's just so much fun. He is a lot of fun. I don't think he's particularly good, but he's so much fun to play. I mean, he's Frank- way better online because it's way easier to hit with stuff you shouldn't be able to. Frankly, I've been mixing it up a lot. I'll play like two or three matches in a row and then just mostly random a team. There are a couple randoms I won't play, but... Like who? Um, 16. Fusion oh, Zamasu. 16 is great. Fusion Zamasu is actually on my list of okay to play. Okay. Nappa. <laughs> I just... 
I cannot figure out Nappa. I don't understand what his game is. Ginyu? Ginyu I'm okay with. I don't know how to play him, but he's a lot of fun regardless, so... <laughs> it hasn't actually proven to be much of an issue. I think they must have, like... I think the game's been out long enough that people of certain ranks have kind of, like, stratified themselves, and I'm still really low rank because I didn't play much, and man... It's just no contest. These poor kids don't know what they're getting into. It's just very sad for them. See, um, I'm at a point where I played a ton, and now I'm not as good as I used to be. So when I play online, I get just shy of being bodied. So I'm like, let's play again. I can beat you. No, I can't. Never mind. One more time. Okay, I beat you once. Oh, you're playing serious now. Okay. That's the most frustrating thing, too, is when you're like, oh, man, I can totally beat you. And you just like lose by the exact same amount every single time. Although I think fighting games that allow that to happen are the most enjoyable ones because it feels like you have a chance until all of a sudden you don't. Meanwhile, over in Smash, I'm just, like, playing Ganon. I played Ganondorf as, like, a joke character. Not really a joke character, but, like, this is my bad character. Aha, uh -huh, I'll just play him until you make me switch to something I'm good with. But then you got good? I think Ganondorf might be my best character now. <laughs> because I, you help. played him so much time as a joke. <laughs> exactly, help. Well, I don't or know. Or a taunt. Well, there's a new Smash game coming out, and he's a completely different character. So. That is true. He has a sword now. That'll be interesting. I know I've gotten good at actually hitting people with warlock punches, and, like, you're not supposed to hit with those. Those are not a thing you hit with. Although I was playing a really good Marth last night, who I never forget about the timing on this. Like, I've always wanted to do this, and he did it to me, and I'm like, this is beautiful. Unfortunately, I had, like, 10% damage, so I was, like... I was fine, it didn't kill me, but he jumped into a warlock punch and countered in time, and I have never managed to do this in my life. And he just pulled it off like it ain't no thing. This probably doesn't make any sense if someone who doesn't play Smash. It's like a falcon punch, but not. But instead of saying, falcon, punch, you say, rah, 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 rah. <laughs> I'm an orc, apparently. <laughs> punch! I mean, he is maybe kind of an orc. He does turn a into Garuda. a giant pig. And uh, orcs are like kind of pig people, kind of. Anything else, Tyler? <laughs> Apparently overanalyzing Tolkien's kind of pick people, kind of. No. What have you been up to, Jeremy? Uh, Monster Hunter with Zack. Also, I mentioned last week I was watching Defunct Land, which made me want to play Roller Coaster Tycoon, but I played all the Roller Coaster Tycoon I need in my life. So I was like, there has to be a new Roller Coaster Tycoon-esque game, right? So I picked up Parkitect. I saw you playing that and then went and looked at it and was talking to Kevin. It's like, this is just Roller Coaster Tycoon. Yeah, it's just Roller Coaster Tycoon, but it's in early access, and everything feels done, but it feels like the game balance isn't there yet. Every single park, no matter what I do, I stay at exact equilibrium for a year and a half and then go out of business when all my rides break, <laughs> and a terrorist attack decreases interest in theme parks. That's a thing. Uh, that's an excellent mechanic. What is the name of that game that's all about automating stuff? I think it's Factorio? Factorial, yeah. That oh, no. seems like a Tyler black hole from which he will never escape. Yeah. Yes, Alex's brother played that for, I don't know, it was a week, and somehow he logged 100 hours in that week. I think he was losing sleep playing that game. Sounds like what it my Steam library looked like right after Battletech came out. I still need to play more of that. I was, like, looking for things to play last night. I'm like, oh, there's Battletech. I feel guilty about not playing that. I should play that. <laughs> then I didn't. It's a good game. Instead, I watched My Hero Academia. Good Poor choice. choice. Anyway, Parkitect. I want to try one more time, but literally every time I try, I'm like, okay, this time I'll have a smaller, more condensed park. The same thing happens. 
all right, this time I'll like go total Disneyland, have a total spoken wheel and build a giant theme castle in the center. Same thing happens. But at least you can do these things and have the same thing happen. I feel like this is actually the history of most theme parks is that... That's fair. A terrorist <laughs> attack happens and they go out of business. Exactly. Well, it's probably just something where since it's in early access, there's something wrong with the coding. So it all happens at the same time. It doesn't even feel like it's a coding problem. It feels like... I'm missing something or the game is not balanced correctly. Like it also gives you a ton of rides up front. So it feels like it needs to hide more of them. So you have less choice in the beginning. Gives you a ton of shops. The major difference from Roller Coaster Tycoon is you have to build supply depots and have park employees haul stuff to your shops. And you have to build employee paths and hide them from your customers and build break rooms for your staff. And you can also build training rooms to make them good at their job. I actually think that's kind of an interesting addition to the formula. Does it work well? Kind of. It's not tutorialized at all, but you can chalk that up to being in early early access. access. And that's kind of a problem. But also there are lots of random events like, hey, the price of potatoes went up, so your fries will be more expensive. (laughs) That's actually kind of neat in my opinion. And like someone tweeted about your sweet Naruto ride. So interest in it will go up temporarily. I'm sorry, you have a sweet Naruto ride? See, when I did the Disney one, I'm like, this will be anime land, and this will be video game land, and this will be medieval land. Were the rides just named after things? and colored appropriately. Naruto is an orange spiral ride. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Or it could have been a blue spiral ride for Ross and Shuriken. No, that's that's the sequel ride, obviously. Also, I always pictured as Ross and Shuriken as being green, but I mostly just read the manga that was in black and white, so it probably is blue. That's fair. Oh, no, I think green would make more sense anyway, because it's supposed to be wind element, because exactly. they introduced goddamn Pokemon elements into Naruto at some point. There's only seven of them, I think. Five. Okay. I was between seven and eight, so clearly I was wrong either way. The one that I really want them to at least release the games on Steam or something like that are the Zoo Tycoon games. I had so much fun with those. They might be on GOG, actually. Oh, there's I a, think I looked at it at one point, they're not. There's a new Jurassic Park game like that, that when I saw a review of that, I was like, Zach might like that. I saw that, but it didn't have what I actually wanted out of it. I want the full, like, Zoo Tycoon uh, one, then the aquariums and the dinosaurs, because the, the Zoo Tycoon actually had expansions. They added those other two in. So I want my zebra ri- or my zebra attraction next to my uh, Rex attraction, just to say I have it. So the review I saw that said it's basically a game designed to trick you into thinking a dinosaur theme park is a good idea. So then you will make a mistake and everything will go wrong. Nature, yeah, see, uh, that's not what I want. I, I want an actual, like, a roller coaster tycoon, but with zoo animals. That's and T Rexes. Yeah. And, and great killer swords. whales. And killer whales. You can basically make it into a weird hybrid attraction of, like, the Animal Kingdom from Disney World, Jurassic Park, and uh, SeaWorld. So I was trying to find, I was looking through my Steam wish list. A game I really was interested in when I first saw it came out of early access recently, and it's a. Minecraft-ish game, instead of building sweet forces, you build sweet mobile bases that are basically giant monster trucks and whatnot, and then you... I'm just imagining the Technodrome from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Go on. Yeah, essentially, and then you have Mad Max-style death races in your sweet, recently built vehicles. And I can't remember the name of this game. It, like, it looked like a very promising concept, and I'm not sure if it actually lived up to that promise. That's something I've always wanted in every crafting game, though, is the ability to customize a vehicle and drive it around, and nothing I have played has actually met that expectation. I can't even remember the name of it. There was, like, some random airship steampunk-themed one. I'm like, this is going to be great, and then the actual airship building was very disappointing. Unrelated to anything. So speaking of airships, this week we played 
Mega Man X3? That worked in my head. I don't think it worked in reality. I mean, there there's a sky level, I think. Is there a sky level in this one? There must be, right? <laughs> there's no Storm Eagle. Yeah, I mean, Storm Eagle is the quintessential sky level in a Mega Man's. Although there's also Cloud Man. Air Man. Is, is it just Air Man? Yeah, because you can't beat Air Man. Oh, yeah, that's true. Until you beat Woodman, but then yeah. you can't beat Woodman. Yeah. And then there's a goddamn over-the-fire changing platform thing, so you can't yeah. be Fireman. Anyway. This is my least favorite in the X series. As Tyler said that he liked it more than X2, but less than X I was he wrong. It. I was so wrong, everyone. I'm sorry for that. I gave you false hope. It's still a Mega Man X game, which means it's still pretty good. The controls are nice. The movement's really good. It looks very pretty. Um, but it seems like they forgot all the cool stuff they learned in the previous Mega Man X games. The level design has gotten even worse than 2, which wasn't as good as the original. For one thing, the theme seems really off. There's some generic stuff like a water level and a sewage level, but it doesn't have nearly the same color that the previous X games have had or even the older Mega Man games on NES. Like the character even? Because like X2 had a sponge-themed villain, but at least he had a cool weather control level. And there's nothing nearly that neat to interact with in this one. Also, the enemies are really generic and pretty much pasted on all the levels, so there are no cool theme enemies. Yeah, pretty much any enemy that you ever encounter can be encountered on any other level, and it wouldn't really surprise you because they don't save them for specific areas. They've also introduced death pits in this game, which makes it really hard to trust the level design, because sometimes you need to slide down pits to advance the level or to find secrets, and sometimes they'll kill you which just makes it very hard to trust the level design, which takes you out of the entire game. Yeah, they feel a lot like gotcha moments. It's like, hi, see that one you can't jump down because reasons. And how I was supposed to, and how you're supposed to tell you couldn't jump down that one, I'm not going to tell you. Which is something the previous Mega Man games have never had a problem with. It's just one of those things you have to be consistent. It's a level design thing you have to be consistent with. Like with Mario, if there's something, generally speaking, if you can't see the bottom of the pit, it's going to kill you. It's going to kill you. Whereas Sonic just went the other way of uh, the only thing that kills you on a long drop is a bunch of spikes underneath it. You're not going to die just by falling. Also, when you select the level, instead of saying the boss's name, it just has a giant D. Yeah, which is kind of lame by comparison to the previous ones. Yeah, it makes it hard to reference the levels, hard to learn the character, the boss's names, and it robs them of a lot of personality. Like, if you're just like, oh, this is an ice guy, that's way less cool than, oh, I gotta go fight Blizzard Buffalo. What do you think the decision behind that was? I like, have no why? idea. Yeah. Because like, maybe it's they really wanted to iconic. do something different. But you're right. It, it's one thing to say I'm going to go do the ice stage versus I'm going to go do Blizzard Buffalo's stage. It's not quite as cool. Is I don't even know what the like, first one is. Blast Wasp? Blast Hornet. Blast Hornet. Whatever. Yeah, but like Gravity Beetle, that's a great name for an enemy, but you don't even know it because it's not in the game anywhere. Is it that I... Actually, somebody's name? Yes. Yeah. He sh he's a beetle that has gravity powers that shoots black holes at you. It's pretty great. Okay. It's also one of my favorite weapons you can pick up. It's kind of weird, though, because even back in the original Mega's Man, they had kind of little dances all the bosses did. And that was one of the things that gave the series a lot of flavor over time is like, oh, I at least have this interesting boss I'm going to fight and I know he's coming. It also gave it a little bit of a fighting game feel. It predated yeah. fighting games, so it's probably more accurate that Street Fighter took that from Mega Man than the other way around, but you're missing that. Also, the levels are not only blander, they're, for the most part, a little bit easier, but they've made all the bosses harder. They all have a clear second phase when you get them down to about half health. They change up their tactics. Which I'm okay with as a platformer enemy, but it's kind of a new thing for Mega Man, and I don't know that it works great. Mm. Yeah, it makes it so it's you have to learn more which means you're going to die more on the boss which means you have to do the land level over 
And it seems like they've kind of compensated for that by making the levels a little bit easier, but it doesn't add up to like a fun experience. Yeah, at, at the same time, it's one of those things of getting to the boss in certain other things is usually difficult, but usually once you've figured out how to do that, you're not forced to do it every single time. You're Because what you're trying to do at that point is beat the boss. You're not trying to beat the stage. You've already done that. Yeah, it becomes a mastery thing. Like, once you've done it, you just know how to do it. The thing is, the Mega Man games have always required that, but it creates this thing where you keep doing the level and you keep getting better and better at it. So you have full health in all your lives when you get to the boss, which is a, like, it's fun to challenge yourself to get better, to have more advantage in the boss. The problem is this game requires you to not only completely master the level, but then keep playing it afterwards because you have to master the first stage of the boss fight and then figure out the second stage, which is just a little too much when the levels aren't interesting. It gives you more chances to go over them for the secrets, but there are so many of them. Most of them feel like they're in plain sight or they require powers you don't have yet. Yeah, I was going to say at some point you're going to have to replay almost all the levels anyway. One of the saving graces on that is they give you like a scanner helmet. It's at this point where I feel like they were trying very hard to be a Metroidvania because as you run the scanner helmet, you get an almost Metroid-style map that pops up and is like, look, here's the individual squares of map you're on and where the item you're trying to find is. But it's not a wide... It's, it's individual self-contained levels. Yeah, I know. It doesn't it's very work, strange. It, that kind of idea can work on a wide area like Metroid or Castlevania. Symphony of the Night, specifically. Not the not the or, first few ones. The, the later ones, that, ones. Yeah, the later ones. But not in a game where you have set levels. Like, you go through the level, you beat the level. Going back to it isn't quite the same thing, because you already basically have the important object out of it. Because the bosses are harder, I think they want you to encourage you to try different levels more. And if you find a secret, you don't have to beat the level to carry it on. So if you, say, find a health up on... Sewer Seahorse, that is what is it? Toxic Seahorse? I think it's Toxic Seahorse. If yes. you find, say, a health up on Toxic Seahorse's level but can't beat Toxic Seahorse, you get to keep that health up to try against other enemies, which is a cool thing if you're like just going through the levels and shuffling them like that. It means you can make progress even if you don't actually beat the level. But it, like Zach said, it's not as interesting or as good as a true Metroidvania. And this predates Symphony of the Night, so they just would have had Super Metroid to deal with. And Super Metroid didn't sell that well. It's very fondly remembered. It has a giant legacy, but it has made more money since than really when it released. That's why they did, Nintendo didn't rush to make an N64 Metroid. It's probably just me, but I don't really like going and trying different stages. I like beating the ones that I It's a mastery thing. Have right? because well, if you go do something else, if you're getting better about dealing with the boss or beating the stage or something like that, all the practice you've put in on that stage is now basically useless. Yeah, it's a nice frustration valve when all you have to do is play this one video game you save 60 bucks up for. If you get frustrated, you can go to a different level instead of going outside or watching TV or whatever. But in the modern day, when you have so many other distractions, it doesn't work as well. When you can just go play Monster Hunter instead. Well, and <laughs> I was... you get frustrated? I was specifically thinking of uh, Dark Souls, because that's what I did when I went to beat the bosses I was really struggling with, is I just knuckled down and did it. I didn't go someplace else. I just went and did it. And you can do that in this game, although it seems like there are more bosses that require secrets. Like, I'm pretty sure you can't beat Blizzard Buffalo without the air dash. You which can is... beat him, you can't do it without taking damage, without getting it. Yeah, but I don't know how you would out-damage him. And I guess if you had full health upgrades or something, and or all weakness. the sub-tanks. And his we yeah, I guess. But you can't beat him with just 
the standard equipment I don't okay, think. Okay, the standard roster. The air dash, like I said, is available in his level, so you can, if it's the first level you pick, you can pick that up and then beat him with it. That's what I did, but the first time I got to him, I didn't pick up the air dash, and I was like, there's no way to avoid this standard attack he does. Okay, that, mean, that, that makes me feel a lot better, because I got to him and was like, there is absolutely no way for me to beat this guy. I can't get out of the way. I can't hit him and get out of the way. This is bullshit. Which is, especially for Mega Man boss, just bad design like they've avoided this trap forever i don't the, know one of the biggest things was that you can do anything in in at least the earlier mega mans without picking up anything new right like that's one of the main things you can do it entirely with just the buster and not pick up any secrets or anything else or use anything else if you don't want to yep but here is a boss where you are required to pick up a secret on his stage having to have something that is referred to as a secret to beat something especially a mandatory see if it was a secret boss that you needed a secret thing to get to or beat i'd be a lot more forgiving but if you need a secret to beat a standard boss that's just irritating i was gonna say or even the final castle like if you needed some of the power-ups to go beat the final castle but like there's a guard who's like you can't jump over me you don't have the jumpy boots then i'd be a lot more okay with it so mega man x2 did this cool thing where you start with all the upgrades you got in mega man x1 this game doesn't do that, and I thought it was just a power creep problem, but this game later has a second-tier upgrades for it, so it's super weird to me that you have to find the Air Dash a second time and the Super Buster a second time. Now, if you never played X2, you kind of that might be too much complexity for you to start with, but since you start on that tutorial level like all the Mega Man X games, they could just make you Air Dash in there and make you use the Supercharged Buster there to show you what your capabilities are, and so it feels really odd to me. You also, the right armors, which were things in the previous Mega Man X game where you could jump in basically a powered armor, are now secrets. You have to find one on Blast Hornet's level, and then you can find other ones. But if you find the other ones before the Blast Hornet one, you can't use them, That's which w- also feels weird and awkward. And it's like, what's this weird F for? Especially because it's a game that's built around being able to do the stages in any order. So you basically have a whole bunch of power-ups that are impossible to use unless you do a specific stage first. Now, to be fair, that is the stage that the game defaults to starting you on. So it is the stage most people are going to start on, but it's a secret in that level. So I never found that, actually. I just looked at a guide before I came over here to see, what is this weird F I picked up? I get that it starts there, but the entire concept is I can go to any level and start there and be fine. But basically, you're saying, no, you have to start on Blast Hornet stage so that you can use any of these armors if you happen to find them. Yeah, it's just so weird because Mega Man X has avoided this problem for so long for it to hit it so hard at the end here. Like, it feels almost like it wanted to be a Metroidvania that they just didn't bother to link the levels together on, which is weird and also kind of a shame because they didn't really iterate on this concept until much, much later. Probably because it fell flat. Maybe, yeah. (laughs) They were clearly trying new things, but then the armors just kind of feel like Rush from the earlier Mega Man games, and the stuff they're trying just doesn't feel good. So I didn't get any of the super upgraded armor, but one of the interesting things is you can only use one piece at a time. So that's interesting. So you can either have the Tier 2 Dash, the Tier 2 Buster, the Tier 2 Armor, or the Tier 2 Helmet until you get the final upgrade. Let's let you use them all at once. And so that is kind of an interesting choice. But since this is a game that, like, the secrets are supposed to power you up, they're supposed to be a, if you can't beat this boss because you're not good enough, you can either keep trying him till you get good, or you can try to find a secret to make it easier. So it seems a little weird to uh, have that theming be off. Uh, speaking of theming, this is the first game where Zero is a playable character. Which is 
kind of neat, although none of the upgrades apply to him. Yeah, so I kind of don't like the Zero is stronger than X at this point because he has more HP and a higher buster upgrade. But this is after X2 where X is supposed to have surpassed him already. So that feels a little weird. So they've gone back on their own timeline, basically? Yes, but because Zero can't use the power-ups, X does become stronger than him throughout the game. So at least you get that bit of theming. But it does feel kind of weird. The worst thing is that if Zero ever dies, you cannot switch to him ever again. Even if you game over, he does not come back. Yep. Huh, so he is a one and done. Yeah, you can switch back to X from him, like, mid-gameplay. But if he dies, if you fall down a random death pit... For example, at, well, you happen to be playing a zero. He's gone. That is really weird. Yeah, especially since everything else resets on a game over. It just feels very weird for them to take that from. So you basically have to restart the entire game if you want to play as or go back zero. to a password from before zero died. Yeah, and I think the reason for that is there's a secret ending if you manage to never kill zero. But that just makes don't use him. Yeah, exactly. Just don't use which him. isn't quite as much fun and kind of defeats the purpose of letting him be available in the first place. Yeah, although he's not actually that much fun to play, what's weird is that this is the element that they take forward into other X games where they have a bunch of different playable characters at some point, and none of them are really great. I mean, it's an interesting idea. It's different. You're not just forced to use Mega Man all the time, but (laughs) at the same time, it's kind of, I thought, why people were here. Well, Zero is very, very popular at this point. He is the Vegeta of the Mega Man X franchise. It makes sense to add him. He's 90s as heck. Look yes, at him. That's that red true. armor, that long ass hair. He's got a lightsaber. Lightsabers, yeah. 90s as heck. So one thing I forgot to mention about the level design that I kind of do like is there are kind of mini boss rooms in the center that may or may not have a mini boss. I was never able to determine what would affect whether they were there or not. It's not random. There are conditions. I yeah, just can't remember. I could tell, but I couldn't think I think it depends what other levels you've beat determine where mini bosses show is, up. Is but... this the one with like bite and I don't know any of the villain's names. The, the three mini bosses. There's one I, that's like this weird virtual reality shape. You know, 90s virtual reality shapes. Yeah. On Blast Hornet stage. Yeah. I, I got to that about. one and that thing killed me. And I that was when I put it down the first time because it drove me absolutely bonkers. And there's this weird like octopus mech that shoots missiles at you in this water stage. Okay. Th- this one. Okay. I couldn't remember if this was the game I was thinking of. So some of the mini bosses, because there were the cutscenes in between with like the evil guy and his three minions, which is, I think, something that we forgot to even write down at all on the show notes for this. If you play the levels in a particular order and they give you some indication, like, this guy's going to show up on this level, um, I think after you've gotten the first four uh, boss weapons, if you fight these guys who may appear on levels you've already beaten, you can collect parts of Nega Zero and So it's basically him? the same mechanic as X2? Oh, am I just thinking of the thing I think from you X2? Are. Yeah, because next to you, you had the bosses that you had to fight to collect the parts of Zero to rebuild him. Yeah, otherwise you have to fight Evil Zero at some point. Yeah. Never mind, but those guys are still enemies in this game. So why I wanted to bring this up is that these are checkpoints, and it's cool to have like an airlock checkpoint room in the center, which may or may not have a boss. It's just weird that I just could not figure out what the conditions were. And personally, I think the check... If I were to design something like that, I'd probably put the checkpoint as a safe room, kind of like Left 4 Dead. Yeah, so you can restock supplies, but that's not really what they're going for here. Maybe it should be, honestly. <laughs> it's cool that it's a visual room, though, and it's not just like, oh, I hope I got a checkpoint. And you just reminded me of something else that I don't like about them not telling you the boss names. It's really hard to figure out who's weak to what in this. Like, I only beat Blizzard Buffalo, but it's not like there was Fire Bro Bro that I'm like, ah, oh, I should use my ice powers on him. That does make it a lot more difficult to try and figure out. Although, granted, 
Well, I was going to say their stages might give you a hint, but from what I played and what you guys are saying, the stages don't give you a whole heck of a lot yeah. of hints. What is Toxic Seahorse Week 2? Think about that. But you don't uh, even know who the other guys are, so maybe Blast Hornet? Oh, maybe some sort of lightning? The EPA. Is there, like, uh, Cure Lightning? Do you fight any from pre-cure with lightning powers in this game to use against <laughs> Toxic Seahorse? Or Tunnel Rhino? What is a Tunnel Rhino? We oh, probably Toxic Seahorse, actually. Also, I'm just, I'm, I've just got a list of the bosses in this game pulled up. What do you think Toxic Seahorse's subtitle is? Because this is the point where they start introducing subtitles. It would have been enemies. great if they told me any of these subtitles. The annoying one? Oh, man, it's so good. Any guesses? It's the Water Dragon President. <laughs> that is pretty good. <laughs> I'm now curious what Volt Cash... Oh, that's kind of lame. Volt Catfish is the rescue power plant, which is kind of lame. Tunnel Rhino, what does Tunnel Rhino get? It's the Barbarian of Earth's Depths. See, this kind of thing would have been nice to actually have in the game and not have to look f outside of the game on yeah, whatever wiki up. you're looking at right now is. Gravity Beetle is the Steel Revenger. I swear that's the last one I'm doing, but man. Ah, uh, Neon Tiger is the guardian deity of the jungle. Oh, these are so good. Tyler's a pathological liar. It's yes, so good, though. It is so good. It would have been great if instead of a giant D, it was like the demigod of the jungle. Neon Tiger. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like it's doing some sort of wrestling intro. That's what I was just thinking. It's <laughs> got like the wrestling introduction guy there. Or the uh, the boxing ring announcer. In this corner! And do we have any final thoughts on X3? We complained about it a lot. At the end of the day, it still has a lot of the plus sides of a Mega Man X game. The controls are very good. The combat feels good. And it looks amazing. If but you play this on a Wii U, move the dash. It's yeah. super yeah. awkwardly to just leave it where it starts. Yeah. Dash, shoulder, button, OP. So my secret is I have never played any of these games not on an emulator or on a PS2 at some point. So I've always had the luxury of having Dash on a shoulder button. It never occurred to me that it wouldn't be on a shoulder button. Yeah, it's so much better with it on a shoulder button. But honestly, I feel like Mega Man X is a must play, no mm -hmm. matter what. Play Mega Man X. If you like it as much as I do, play X2, but only if you like X2 as much as you like X could you move on to X3. Yeah, and it's weird. The internet is oddly divisive on this. So we didn't talk about its collectability at all, which was a big deal. It was a late game Super Nintendo game, so it was uh. didn't get a lot of print. But it's a pretty popular game and a pretty popular franchise, so it is a very valuable cartridge. A lot of people were surprised when it showed up on Wii U Virtual Console, since it never showed up on Wii Virtual Console. Which and may people have thought its collectability of it. It ended up not doing it, but because of just when it happened. But people were worried about it. And there was a kind of an assumption that Capcom didn't release it on Wii Virtual Console because of the collectability, which I think was just never true. I think they just didn't do it. But it became a like weird, huh, it's happening. And, like, I'm sorry if anyone paid the $1,000 to play this game. <laughs> I was going to say, it's not that bad right now. It's about 200 bucks on eBay. But that's a lot of money for a cartridge. That's more than Earthbound ever sold for, I think. And Earthbound was arguably a more collectible game because you couldn't play it without the cartridge. It had a weird DRM. I don't know, you're just looking at me like... Anyway, yeah. <laughs> that needs justification. So this, is why, this is one of the reasons why I regret that we're a purely audio podcast. Because a lot <laughs> of my expressions don't carry over the mics. So yeah, X3 is, I don't want to say hard skip, but it, like the early Mega Man games where around 3, 4, they start feeling samey. Unfortunately, X started succumbing to that here too. It's really mediocre. I'd, I'd avoid it, but I also don't like these kind of games in the first place. I've heard that 4 manages to resurrect it because one, there was a long time between development and two, they went a very different direction with the overall aesthetic. 
that kind of carried on to later iterations of the franchise. I like I blame X4 for Battle Network, which is maybe a good thing. I like Battle Network. Isn't but... Battle Network like the RPG one? Yeah, yeah. it's like a grid-based tactics combat RPG oh, that with sounds... deck building elements. That sounds far more interesting than these games. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a very good game. The, the problem first... is the opening cutscenes take like mid 2000s JRPG long to get through. And assume you've never played a game before. So, are you think are is it the same length as the uh Jeez, what is the Cosmos game called? Uh, no, it's not that bad, but it's definitely from the same school. What is Xenosaga? Z- okay, thank you, Xenosaga. As opposed to Xenogears. So it's right. not it's not yeah. the one where you can uh, save mid-cutscene? No, but maybe that would have been a good option. So speaking of options, we have a list on our website, lastpodcast.com, listing all the games you can play that we've played already from best to worst. At the top is Chrono Trigger, a game that makes Tyler snicker. No, it's he's laughing at you, which is pretty normal. <laughs> to be fair, some of the games that are on our list you can't actually play anymore. That's true. Rip in peace, we Virtual Console. And emulator sites. That have removed some of their things. Yeah. At the bottom is City Connection, a game that makes Zack snicker. In the middle, Zack, do you want to take a guess? Uh, let's see. It was golf last week. I'm going to go with Blades of Steel. Ding, ding, ding. Did I get it? It's Blades of Steel. Yes! Can we put this game in the middle of those two, just so it isn't those, like, three sports games in the middle? Isn't all it? Because it's, it's usually Tech Mobile, Golf, and Blades of Steel, You know, it was right? Crazy Taxi for a long time. It was. We moved, uh, that moved quite a bit up. Yeah, I figured. Crazy Taxi is actually pretty good, though. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty solid it game. It was Crazy Taxi, Excite Bike, and Super Dodgeball for a really long yep. time. And those are now about ten spots above the middle of the list. Okay, so we have to start with Mega Man X2, although I think we're going to be unanimous on it's worse than that. I mean, it's got some sweet mech suits. No, it's worse than X2. I'm, I'm not even going to try anymore. <laughs> I hate both of them. Both of the mech suits? There are four of them. Both of the games? Four mech suits. <laughs> I'm quite partial to most mech suits. So the next Mega Man game on the list is Mega Man 4. And while I think they're kind of comparable in that both franchises are losing steam, Mega Man 4 had, I think, a better level design and some more interesting mans and uh, abilities. You can kill Pharaoh Man and get the Spirit Bomb. Yeah. As a counterpoint to that, I feel like the mechanics of this game are more interesting. Was you Mega can... Man 4 the one that suffered from the serious slowdowns? No, that's Mega Man that's 3. three. Oh, that's 3, okay. Um, 4 was just kind of boring. I think I'd have to give it to Mega Man X3 over 4 because the controls are a lot more fluid in this. I agree. If it does I a change, lot more interesting stuff. If I changed the buttons around, I think I would have had more fun because that was one of the things that constantly irritated me as I was trying to jump. I was trying to like charge the buster and dash and or jump, and I was doing the one I didn't want because all the buttons are so close together. What's funny is the PlayStation remake of all these games just has an auto-charge-my-gun button. So it just holds it down for you, so you just press the button to fire otherwise. Yeah, but that's a little bit too handholdy, even for me. Eh, it can make some of the weirder, like, the dash jump repeatedly and then fire at something segments, which don't happen super often, a bit more. Oh, no, I can see why they added it, I guess. Well, I mean, that kind of thing wouldn't be necessary if they ever actually added the available the ability to attack in any other freaking direction (laughs) Uh, that is a bugbear that will always at least be mentioned on any mega man game until they freaking fix it dr light is laughing in his grave (laughs) never make robots that can fire up so right above mega man 4 we have pulse man which i find very comparable to mega man and i liked more than x3 i think pulse man is a lot more interesting yeah i was gonna say i think pulse man is way more interesting as a premise Okay, then. So Mega Man X3 will go at 49 in this nice little Mega Man block. <laughs> a lot higher than I actually thought it was going to go, but... 
that's uh, that was surprisingly easy to rank. Well, we have this nice little Mega Man block, and it's not better than what's above those. So, so I managed to get some Mega Man out of my system. It's been a while. What are we doing next time, Jeremy? Well, I haven't had much time to play video games lately, so I wanted something small, like a Game Boy game. So we're going to play Donkey Kong Land next week. The what weird Game Boy that? equivalent to Donkey Kong Country. Okay. Huh. Wait, they made like a country port? It's not ish. Ish, yeah. You remember when every game that came out had a Game Boy equivalent? Remember when Perfect Dark came out on Game Boy? Remember when Prince of Persia came yeah. out on Game Boy, I guess? Yeah, so next time on Last Time, we're going to monkey around on the Nintendo 3DS. This has been a production of Last Time on Video Games, copyright 2018. All games, movies, and other media mentioned in this podcast are copyright their respective owners. If you wish to listen to more episodes, visit us at www.lasttimeonvideogames.com where you can see the entire archive. If you wish to get in contact with us, you can email us at ltobg at lasttimeonvideogames.com. This episode is over. Try listening to another one? I mean, I got that. I appreciate it. I'm not going to dignify that with a laugh.